For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are here. Combo, you're already cracking up. I have an airplane going across the studio. We're here. What's going on? Chill it, man. About to put out, actually, I just put out episode 355 of Combo's Court. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Tune into the MVP podcast as well. And you can catch us right here on the Believe in Magic podcast all as well max what's the word talk to me that was that was good see now like we are now doing video content so you can no longer go on your phone and i don't know about it i'm watching you well, right no, now this texting is, this, is, this is actually it might sound like a <laughs> lie but people know i don't lie i never do this while we're talking on the phone and so. know you're big time now but, you don't even have to pay attention I, to me these days but i did tell you that this was going to happen so you did. Yeah, you no did. Surprise. You told me you're going to text and drive. That's what you're doing. This, this was like spur of the moment. I'm not driving right now, Max. Don't. Okay. For the people listening, I don't want them to think I'm potting and driving. All you right. know what I mean? I had a show. Someone had to be the villain in this conversation, so I was just trying to make it you. Um, but no, things are great. I just covered my last game of the Orlando Magic, three seasons in the books. And I, you know, last two seasons, I actually wasn't able to attend the last game. So this is the first last game I've ever been to. That sounds kind of confusing, but. It was really cool. Like, they had the fans do the starting lineup. The Orlando Magic had um, all their fans on part of the broadcast. They also did, like, the last um, stand-up and cheer. It was just very interactive. And I think I've covered the Hornets game before. I've been to a couple different NBA games. The Orlando Magic do a really, really good job at incorporating and getting everyone involved. Even when they're losing games, it's, like, still fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, the Magic definitely had an interesting season, but they did have Max Van Auken in the building often, so they did. that's what matters most. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. Yeah, I tried to put my spin on it. This year, I really focused on uh, the opposing team interviews, but that's no disrespect to the Orlando Magic themselves. I just love being able to talk to different teams and organizations, but seeing the Magic up close and personal was a lot of fun. Obviously, they're going to have a big top draft pick, so whoever they get, that's going to be cool to see how they develop under the Magic umbrella. But the way that this team finished the season is definitely better than the way they started it, so that's always a good sign. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yeah. I mean, look, at least guys are getting somewhat healthy. We don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Isaac, but we could start to look forward towards the draft and towards free agency and the offseason in general to see what happens with this Orlando Magic basketball team. Yeah. You're not the only one that's big time. I'm drinking Starbucks over here. Ooh. Max is outside for real, for real. You heard? This isn't a sponsorship plug, and I'm not bashing Starbucks, but I spent a ridiculous amount of money on grilled cheese and coffee. Oh, you're like Starbucks often kind of guy? Mm, I wasn't, and now I am. My girlfriend got me hooked. Yeah, my mom always says that, like, Starbucks is a special kind of addiction. Like, it gets you even more addicted than regular coffee. There's something in it, she says. She has that theory. Uh, 
and if I found out there was, I wouldn't be upset. I would embrace it, honestly, because it, it tastes like heaven in a cup. And then I have the grilled cheese with like the way the bread is. And it's ridiculous. Like I said, it's not a sponsorship plug, but I wouldn't feel comfortable spending 1206 on two items anywhere else. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So it's grilled cheese Starbucks. I thought you make your own grilled cheese and then you go to Starbucks and buy the coffee. Oh, no, no. They have grilled cheese, my man. And they heat it and everything. It's incredible. I make, I make really good grilled cheese. Um, my son loves it. Are you trying to compete with Starbucks? Is that what you want me to do here? I think my grilled cheese might be better than Starbucks. Put a poll up. A combo's poll. Grilled cheese by combo or grilled cheese by Starbucks? See, now I haven't had your grilled cheese, so I can only vouch for what I know about Starbucks. One day. One day you'll have it, Max. Yeah, I'm just trying to get like you, combo. I'm just trying to get like you. But like you said, Orlando Magic, top lottery pick. It was a fun season. We got to talk about it, and now we have the off season to talk about. We have the playoffs to talk about, the draft to talk about. There's still so much to talk about. And go ahead. No, I'm listening. All right, you took a deep breath. I thought you had something important to say. No. Okay. So wait, we're getting. See, I knew it. We gotta get used. We gotta get used to this video thing because this is like a new dynamic. But we've done a bunch of videos before on our podcast. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw each other talk. We only hear the voice. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. We'll get back to it. But, you know, Orlando Magic Basketball, a lot of exciting things happened this year. The emergence of Franz Wagner. Yeah. We saw some flashes from Cole Anthony. Um, As we said, the team needs shooting. Mm -hmm. The team needs to figure out what lineups they want to go with going forward because they are kind of guard heavy, even though they have players at every position. So these are just some of the questions that we have going into this NBA offseason and, of course, the draft. That is true. I'm actually looking, speaking about offseason, first we have the postseason combo, and I'm looking at the playoff picture 2022, and we'll start with the East because, obviously, the Orlando Magic are in the East. We have the Miami Heat versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have Philly versus the Raptors, Milwaukee against Chicago, and Boston against the... that, 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 was a New, that was a New York accent, wasn't it? That might have been a Boston accent. Thought he, wait, I parked my car in Harvard Yard. Oh, that was pretty good. Coming from a New Yorker, wow. Uh, you are an actor. That's right. I forgot about that. So um, how many people could say they've been in a movie combo? Not many. Well, I guess in uh, 2021, I mean, anything's a movie, right? Like you could just put a movie on YouTube. Yeah, you see, stop downplaying yourself, Combo. You were actually in a film, like a real deal film. No, I'm not. I'm not downloading. I'm not downplaying myself. I'm just saying, like people think they could probably compare themselves to me in these fake movies that they're in. But there's only one Combo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But I, but I was in a real movie. You heard? <laughs> I can't stand Yeah, you. Delivery Man, go check it out. I was on the screen. I mean, hey, it wasn't that much time. I don't know, maybe one second, that's maybe five. The, that's all it takes. See now. I come but from. But I was on, I was on the Knicks. Maybe I should post that picture. Uh, that's a throwback Thursday. I haven't posted that in a while. Just give me credit for making you post it. Um, I come from a lineage of actors. My father is an actor. It's actually the is only. He really? Yeah, it's actually the only actor in the family. So I'm not sure why I said lineage. It started with him, oh, and it's probably going to end with him. But <laughs> what was he in? Um, well, he was in a couple Netflix series, and then he does like local theater. He does like. Uh, I've never. He's host. He had a theater where they hosted a bunch of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, he's all about it. He he loves that stuff. He tried getting me into it, and I said I didn't want to steal his shine just yet. So I'm, I said I'm going to stick on talking sports. I'll let you have it. You know what I mean? I did, I just was trying to give him 
his opportunity. I didn't want to take it from him because we all know when I get on stage, it's probably a different beast. I said, I'm a younger, better looking version of him. So I said, I'll let you have that. Um, and then as I get older and more distinguished and experienced, grow a couple more wrinkles, I'll then enter the acting scene. So I was listening to this great podcast. This is kind of off topic. Um, Chris Williamson was being interviewed. He's a podcaster. He's okay. from Modern Wisdom. And he was talking about how like when people are really well-spoken, it could be mistaken for that they actually know what they're talking about. You and taking a shot like at me? That, what? Are you taking a shot at me? No, I'm just saying. Oh, in general okay. It's <laughs> Where are we going with this? Because I, I feel like you could have no, I, you could have no idea what you're talking about. But if you're like a really great speaker, yeah. it could sound like you know what you're talking about. So if you're yeah. somebody who's a great speaker, I feel like it's great responsibility. Well, great responsibility comes great power. That's very true. I've been in a couple situations where I'm not. Okay, for example, we're going a little off topic, so might as well go all in. I was at an art museum with my girlfriend. Uh, down in Vero Beach, we like met halfway, and we. I'ma meet you halfway. You sing. That's a, that's a song, right? Who sings that one? Fergie. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. We may have to let Fergie I'm stick with that. I'm, We're gonna I'm have to let wrong. Fergie sing it. I'm, then. I'm, I'm probably wrong. It's by somebody else. Shouts to Fergie though. Shout to Ferg. Um. But anyway, I was staring at art, and I try to appreciate it. I try to broaden my horizon and not just like what I like, and try to you know give things a chance, give things a an opportunity, and. Most yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I try to keep an open mind, but then there's a part of me like, really, I just see a bunch of lines. Like, really, what are we really interpreting here? Like, I feel like I could draw a couple lines. Now, there's some really great masterpieces, and then there's some that looks like someone spilled a can of paint on it. But I ended up, I'm not trying to insult the art community here, but my point is, she ended up saying a word I had never heard of this word in my entire life. And I have notes full of writing down new words, so when I do a broadcast, I could use different uh, diction and uh, vocabulary so it's not just always the same repetitive things well anyway she ended up saying something that started with an r i don't even remember it that's how fancy it was i try to remember it, i can't and i just was nodding my head in agreement she's like oh so you feel the same way and she's like why do you think it's the r word i never heard of that word in my life but to your point i just spoke very confidently and well spoken and the next thing you know it sounded like i knew what i was talking about and I had no idea. Yeah. So basically, did you think that she knows she knew what she was talking about because she was using big words? She may have. <laughs> we made pretty intense eye contact, so she probably was telling me, I know you don't know what you're talking about, but it's her job to help me feel good. So um, it may have been an unspoken you don't know and I know you don't know. But So yeah, I mean like this is kind of like my point. I'm not saying you like <laughs> people who aren't great speakers – could probably hear a great speaker and yeah. they have no idea what they're talking about and be like, Oh yeah, that, that sounds right. Right. I mean, so, right, right. Yeah. so I feel like the better speaker you become, the more responsibility you have to not spread nonsense. It's true. That's very true. Luckily you and I speak very well and we do our research and know what we're talking about. So we're the whole shebang. Do we? No, I'm just joking. I, I would say we do. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers take probably made me look pretty bad, but other than the Lakers take, I feel like I'm, I don't know the exact what the math would be, but I feel like I'm pretty accurate with my takes. Yeah, I, I mean, I know my uh, – yeah, you are. You are. I like – you always pull them back up when you get them right. Yeah. Um, I think we've both been known to do that, but I think my draft takes have been pretty on point over the years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scotty Barnes one, that myself. was great. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of them, Max. There's a bunch of them. It's not only 
Scotty Barnes. Of course, of course. I was just, you know. Bones Highland, Anthony Edwards. I said Bones Highland. Yeah, I like Bones. Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, I I've been like doing Tyrese. this for years, Max. I know. You're getting a couple of gray in your, in your beard. Oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. But as I was saying, though, Combo, we have the Brooklyn Nets versus the – well, they're in the playing tournament, actually. So I'm not sure why the playoff bracket automatically shows the Brooklyn Nets. That's a little interesting. I'm not saying it's rigged by any means, but it just shows Boston playing Brooklyn out the gate in the postseason, which I think we agree would probably happen. Um, out of those Eastern Conference matchups, what's the one you're looking forward to the most? Boston-Brooklyn. I think that's so interesting because Boston obviously has the top-end talent, but sorry. The Nets obviously have the top-end talent, in my opinion, even though Boston has great players, but... Boston has, as a team, has been playing so great, especially defensively, and they improved on the offensive side with their continuity and getting a little bit away from that isocentric type basketball that the two Jays were playing. So this is such an interesting series. I would say that most basketball people would think that the Celtics will win, and I feel like more people on the fandom side would think that the Nets would win, and like just enamored by talent with uh Kyrie and KD so it's interesting to hear though like from what I'm gathering that's what I'm hearing you know people within the NBA would probably think Boston would win and probably most fans would think the Nets would win so it'll be interesting to see where that lands and did you did you give your prediction for that series let me give it right before it happens okay let's do let's do that yeah because I know how high you are on Jason Tatum and so you know I, I'm glad this gives you the opportunity to back that horse is that true? Am I? I'm not that high. I mean, it's sarcasm. Not, I know you're not. You've been oh, okay. you've been a little okay. questionable of not his talent, but I know you're not as high on him as far as other people are on him. And I agreed. I, I tweet. I tweeted. Uh, and I know I always like Twitter is like the the holy grail with sports media. So I tweeted that I don't believe you can win a championship with Jason Tatum as your number one guy. Now it doesn't mean he doesn't have number one talent, but there's so many things that are incorporated with being the number one guy, like intangible stuff, that leadership. I'm not saying he's not a leader. I just don't think he's that of a number one. I only think there's a handful of number ones in the league. Yeah, that is interesting. It depends on what, for any number one, it depends on what the rest of your team is doing for you and how they kind of complement that player, right? Like, yeah. I think in the right situation, Paul George could be the number one. That's just <sighs> my opinion. I know a lot of people would say no, but that's my opinion because I don't think anything was ever built in, around him in a way that would allow him to be the number one. Indiana. And win. They weren't good enough, though. The supporting cast wasn't good enough. Who was their second best player, Hibbert? Okay, Hibbert at the time was an all-star. David West, Grant Hill. Come on, bro. I mean, like, George Hill. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't mean to say okay. Grant Hill, but George Hill. Steph Curry, who this team was involved around, right, had KD, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, like, you know what I mean? Michael Jordan had even Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Like, these are different level players than what they were giving Paul George, right? What if, what if you give Paul George two Hall of Famers? Yeah, but and I agree with that. But I think that's what defines a number one. Like, I don't think Paul George has ever proven he can be the number one because there's not, it's has, not even just based off talent. That, it's based yeah, off he, that mentality and your approach to the games. He's a killer, man. I don't care what anybody says. I love Paul I think, George. I think that I think his skill set is conducive to him being a number one guy. I agree he has the skill set for it, but there's been plenty of skillful people who aren't number ones. His level of size, athleticism, and skill? 
I would say the number ones in the league that I think you could win a championship with would be now this is just a very raw list. I'm sure I may be leaving people off, but off the top of my head, it would be obviously a Braun, it would be a Giannis, a KD, a Jokic. I think you could do it with an Embiid, and I think you could probably do it with a Luka. As high as I as high as I am on Jokic, and I, obviously I had him as MVP. He hasn't proven yet that he could take a team on his back in the playoffs and drag them all the way even to get to the finals. I hope to see it though, because you know I love his game and I had him as MVP. But I don't know if we could put him there yet. It's style like, of play. I, I don't I think seen, you can. I've seen Paul George carry teams in the playoffs, like big time, like put the backpack on. And not saying Jokic can't, but if Jokic is in there, I think Paul George is in there. Okay, Paul George hasn't reached the level of a Jokic, though, as far as his impact on the court. Like, we've never seen a point center of Jokic who does so much more with less. Like, he makes everyone around him better. He didn't have – that's why he's my MVP this year and give you credit because you recalled that. He uh, he didn't have his second and third option, and he's a ridiculous seed in the playoffs considering the roster that he had to work with. I think if you put Jokic in that mix, for guys, you could put PG in that mix. It's a, So – I think it's a very elite tier to put as a number one guy. I think the reason why people don't have PG in that mix is because people hear other people say over and over again, he's not a number one. Like that's like a big narrative that I just don't agree with. And I mean, that's fair. Like I said, it's not necessarily just the talent. Everybody says that about Paul George. He can't be a number one. Maybe he's not a number one. (laughs) Just because he hasn't been the best player on a championship team doesn't mean he can't do it. I will make a bet with you right now. And I'm not into saying what people can and can't do. I love Paul George. I think he's a great player. Just because I don't think he's a number one doesn't mean I'm not a fan of him. But I'll make you a bet right now. We'll never see a Paul George-led team win a championship. The problem with that argument is you could say that about 95% of the league and you could end up being right because most teams don't win championships, period. Exactly. That's why I said it's like 95% of the people aren't number ones. So it's not a discredit. Say, like, I could probably say that about anybody, and there's a good chance they won't win a championship. All the people I listed, Steph Curry, even though he had a good roster, he was the number like, one. Okay, I could say that about Kyrie because he didn't win as a number one. I don't think and, Kyrie's a number and, one. Okay. I think in the right situation he can be. But the reason why is because of the – his personality traits, in my opinion, it's like a franchise quarterback. There's been plenty of people who have more talent than a franchise quarterback, but it's the intangibles that you have. I don't think Kyrie has the leadership of a number one. He has the talent of one. I think he might, and I could be wrong, rewire the way you think about basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What what I'm saying is so much depends on how the team is built. Agree. Agree with that. I agree. Like, Like there's probably a lot of guys in the right situation. If you build around them in the right way, they could be the best player on the championship team. Like, I feel like Steph Curry has benefited greatly by the way the team was built around him. Yeah. And I think in the right situation, PG 13 could probably have done the same thing. The team would have to be built around him differently than it was around Steph Curry. But if you had that perfect, the perfect ingredients to build around Paul George, he could be a number one, just like Steph Curry has been. I'm not saying he's as good as Steph Curry. I'm just saying that I don't believe that. I think people go too hard with the number one and number two tag. It, it depends on what – like it's a team sport. It depends on yeah. how the rest of the team is built and how much talent you have around the rest of the team. Like Chauncey Billups was the best player on a championship team. 
You don't think Paul George could be? Because just because you're the best player on a championship team doesn't necessarily mean you're number one. Does that make sense? He, he did it though. Yeah, yeah, he did. Paul but like, did does, but does that make sense? Like, I I think there's been collective units where you don't have to have a clear cut number think, one. I think that saying that he can't be a number one is very narrative based. Like when we're talking about high level players. You just have to have the right talent around him and build in the right way. Not saying Paul George is a KD or LeBron. I don't think he's that level of player. But I think in the right situation, he can be a number one on a championship team. This is a very rare disagreement. Usually, you and I see the same. Now, like I love, like I think he had. Th- th- my whole thing is there are plenty of people who have the talent to be the one, but do you have the intangibles to be the one? And I don't think a lot of people. There's a lot of talented people that aren't number ones for a reason. It's because of their leadership qualities. It's what they like. Cade Cunningham, to me, what makes him so special is not his ability to do everything, but his ability, the way he carries himself. Like he carries himself like a franchise quarterback, a number one. And those are things that we don't talk about because it's not a stat you see on a stat sheet. Like Russell Westbrook put up number one like numbers, triple doubles, 50 points, especially at his peak. I never thought he would be a number one guy I'd build around, but you could... He has everything you would want in a number one stat-wise, athleticism, but he's not a number one. And why is that? Because his approach to the game is not someone I would build around. Well, I would take Paul George as my first pick over Russell Westbrook, even in his prime. And I agree, I and I would agree with that. And I would even say that back then. That's not like a new thing because Russ struggled this season, and I think Russ is getting too much of the blame this season. So he is. not because of that. But I would take Paul George over Russ even back then. Like, But listen you – know. So the I whole mean, thing I with did, I, I did I don't even think I what year was what year was Paul George in his prime and Russ in their prime at the same time like that's probably before I had a podcast so that was back. Paul George I in can't. his prime you could argue two things you could say one Indiana when he had the most playoff success or two when OKC he technically put up the best stats he's ever had when he was in that MVP discussion but he, yeah but he wasn't quite the athlete yeah no I would take stat, yeah. I would take Indiana also Paul that guy. Also, you got to give him credit for how he came back from that injury. And see, yeah, exactly. And my whole thing is this. Like, I agree with you. I think the narrative has torn down Paul George so they don't appreciate him anymore. And so I'm like the in-between. I'm not trying to tear him down. I even defended him. Like, we can still give this guy credit of being an amazing player. People just think he's garbage. Like, he's not garbage. He's amazing. I just don't think he's also a number one at the same time. But you brought up Anthony Davis. I wanted to say this. Did I? I? Yeah. Well, Today? um, You talked about – well, just now. Like, literally just now. I didn't talk about Anthony Davis. I'm sorry. You talked about Westbrook. So this is my point because yes. he's getting a lot of the blame. Okay. I just recorded a podcast and it hit me and I said this. LeBron James' legacy is cemented. Like Russell Westbrook, whether he had a bad season or not, which he did, his legacy is cemented. He's Mr. Triple-Double. He's an icon. That's how he's going to be remembered. Like this, this season wasn't pretty, but it's not going to destroy his legacy. This season to me impacted Anthony Davis more than any other Laker because he has technically – he has a championship – but his legacy isn't cemented the way LeBron is as number one or number two all time. Westbrook's Mr. Triple Double. What's Anthony Davis's legacy? He won a championship. But we all know there's more to it. Like he right now, if he were to stop right now, he's a great player, won a championship. But we know there's more that we didn't get to see. Yeah, I like Paul George as the number one guy over AD though. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because he could create off the dribble and knock down threes and stuff of that nature. Like I agree. You know what I, mean? I would agree with that. And, and, and AD is such a great, you know, complimentary player. I mean, obviously he's a high-level star, especially when he's in shape. But, you know, how he anchors defense, how he can play off the ball when he wants. I think, like, Paul George is that guy you put the ball in his hands, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I would agree with that. And Yeah. And he's probably be- – and he's better passer than 
Anthony Davis. A lot of people wouldn't understand our take. I think right now a lot of people are upset with Anthony Davis, so maybe they would prime AD healthy and playing. People probably would disagree with that take, but I agree with that take. Okay. Combo, we found a rare disagreement. We've 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 debated on this show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could, or we could do it like other shows and just like find, like just make arguments up, like just like try and disagree. <laughs> no, we look at. The, I feel like we we do look at the game very similarly. And again, I love Paul George, so the, I'm not anti Paul George. But if you and I were GMs right now, we took over no, the Orlando Magic. No, you are. No, you're anti Paul George. And there was. Uh, no, you're you're anti Paul George. Am I? <laughs> if there was like a. Um, I've been in the a long time ago before I even covered the NBA. They had like this tour thing where you can go in their war room, like the draft room, and they have this big whiteboard with all these players' names on it for the Orlando Magic. If we had a board full of all these names, like Paul George is not one that I would circle to be, let's build around this guy. You know what I mean? He would be an amazing guy I would want on my team, but he wouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind as far as a guy to build around. No, that... he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be the first guy because you got Giannis and KD and LeBron but and Luka. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm taking. I'm taking Trey over Luca. There doesn't. It doesn't mean there's not a situation where he could be the number one guy. I'm, just like Chauncey. Just like Chauncey Billups was. I like it, combo. And, and I, and you I know, like, like it, Miami almost won, but just the they ran into the Lakers, right? Yeah, yeah. What if Miami wins? Like, you don't think Paul George is better than Jimmy Butler? That's a honestly, that's a discuss. I think he's more skillful than Jimmy Butler, but that's a little, that's a, that's a debatable topic though, because I think a lot of people would vouch for Jimmy, especially well, after because of, of the mentality, right? The mentality, and he shows up and he showed up in really big moments. We got the but like obviously the bubble. He was playing out of his mind in the bubble. Um, they led the team to the. Well, it wasn't just him, obviously, he but was. that's true. Yeah, he led that team to the finals. That's something Paul George has never did as like the number oh. one guy. Bubble, bubble schmubble. Stop it. The bubble counts. I, I hate that. Um, well, I was just about to tell you something, Combo. He actually had, like was making coffee, so shouts to him. He's an entrepreneur. He was like – he, but he was making his own coffee and selling it for 20 a pop. I say we get sponsored by the Jimmy Butler coffee line. Or you could just go to Starbucks, buy one of those, and break it down and start selling them for like $5 each. You'd probably make a profit, Max. That's probably illegal. You think? Yeah, I don't think you could resell someone else's brand. But you could take somebody's beans and make them into coffee and then sell them? No, once you bought it, you could do whatever you want with it. It's yours. You own it. Oh, I don't know. There's something about that is not feeling right. <laughs> well, and I, we're, I, and I, we're I, recorded, I, so this is going to be documented. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not condoning this or anything. Cut it out. Cut it out. Edit it. <laughs> Combo. Uh, we got the Eastern Conference. I know we debated about plenty of Paul George info. The MVP award. Um, we'll get. Uh, do you want to do our uh, championship team prediction now, or do you need to wait? Because I got mine. Let's let's wait. Let's let's do awards. Okay. All right. Right now. Yeah. Real quick. Who do you got? I'll, I'll run through. I'll run through them for you, and then you tell me who you got. Are we able yeah, right. to want to go back and we'll alternate going back and forth? No, first. no, no. I'll ask you, and then if it's different than mine, I'll let you know who mine is. Who's your MVP? Jokic. Giannis is I the agree. best player, but it's Jokic. I agree. No, yeah, Katie's the best player, but it's Jokic. So we disagree to agree to disagree. Coach of the year. It's between Phoenix and Boston. I would go Phoenix. You don't put Taylor Jenkins in the mix. I do, but. 
No, you're right. I, I'm going to go. I'm going Taylor Jenkins. Look what they did without John Moran. Let me see something real quick. I mean, Monty should have won it last year, you know, and he didn't, which was an issue. Uh, Damn, they gave it to Tibbs over Monty. That doesn't age, that didn't age well. No, it didn't. I'm looking at the standings right now because there's a couple of teams. I'm going to give it to Monty. You you win over 60 games. You're the number one seed, staying consistent. He deserves it. I'm going Monty. Monty's my head coach. Monty's my co- head coach of the year. All right, so uh, – Ooh, uh, most improved. I liked Miles Bridges early in the season, but that didn't age well as well. Um, He's nice, though. I liked Tyler Hero. He could be your sixth man. You're about to say he's kind of my sixth man. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Hero's my sixth man. Spoiler alert. Let me think. Hold on. For the audio people, there's just so many people I want to choose from. Because you can make a case for John Morant for crying out loud. Nah, I don't. I would. I wouldn't do it. I. I. I I wouldn't put MVP level players in the discussion. Why not? Because you're MVP now. Demar Derozan. Are we not going to talk about Demar Derozan? Like, I don't put those type of guys in. Me personally, like. You're almost. You're almost. Jamonte Murray, like Jamonte Murray, like these are all star players. First of all, that... Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan, Jordan Poole. Probably, uh, okay, wait. Let's talk about Demar Derozan real quick. So I was trying did to overwhelm he, you. Did he improve as a basketball player? Maybe, maybe, maybe he did. But Demar Derozan has been an all star level player for a really long time. The reason this happened with Demar Derozan was the fit that he had around him, and. The league went away from guarding the mid-range, which helped him a lot. That's true. Just like how when Steph Curry came and nobody was guarding the three like they did now, he had ridiculous seasons when it came to three-point makes. So it's kind of like the reverse of what happened to Steph Curry. It's like the league came around and now DeMar DeRozan, who lives in the mid-range, gets so many nice looks, you know? Okay, and, yeah, uh, that, that's fair. And that, was, that was a great assessment combo. Great assessment. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while, actually. I tweeted it somewhere, but... I mean, that's a big reason why he's having such a breakout year. Did he improve as a basketball player after 30? Maybe a little bit, but I can't say he's the most improved player. And then with John Moran, like, he's in the MVP conversation if he doesn't get hurt. Okay, so – if okay, okay, then I, I would say – I'm just saying they should be thought of. How about that? They should be thought of. But Garland – I've seen Darius Garland play in person, and I think he's had probably the biggest leap. I think he's the favorite to win it, right? Him um, – I like Garland a lot. Yeah, and for um, Simmons. Who, Ben? No, uh, Portland. Anthony? Anthony, yeah, he's tough. He, my, uh, my friend played with him, AAU, and so I've been watching him ever since uh, high school. I've been actually trying to get him on the show, spoiler alert, but I think he's up there. But I'm gonna go, I am gonna would go Garland. I, I really, I'm I'm biased towards Jamonte Murray because I really like his right. game, but he, you're right, I'll he go. was an all-star. Desmond Bain is nice. I'll, I'll go Darius, Darius Garland. I'll go Desmond Bain. I can accept that. I mean... Look at Memphis. Look where they're at. It's not just a John Morant show, you know. And bro, one of what's really impressive too, and this is what hurts his MVP case more than anything, in my opinion, is how successful they are without him. I'm not saying that would last a long time, but the record's insane without him. Like insane. It's like twenty and like three without John when he doesn't play. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, that, that, and that's what also what hurts my uh, Devin Booker case. Like they were showing a promising change in direction in the bubble, but when Chris Paul got like they were not in the playoffs. Chris Paul gets there, they're having much more success. I'm not saying it's all Chris Paul, but I think that also takes away a little bit of that valuable conversation with Book. I would agree because you don't know who's the most valuable player on that team. I think Chris Paul is the most valuable player on that team. I think Devin Booker's the best player on that team. That sounds right. Combo. Look at that. And then your six men of the year is Tyler Hero as well? Yeah. We the- did it. We went through NBA Awards. Now we can put it in the uh, title and we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good now. <laughs> Combo. It's been real. I'm throwing you the lob off the glass. The outro. You started with the great intro. But it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Ooh, I like the pause for effect there. That was good. You can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Walken. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. You can find me on Combo's Court. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find Max on the MVP wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. You can catch me on Twitter, Combo's Court. Same name as the podcast. You can catch Max on Twitter. Max underscore Van underscore Auken. That's F-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to the Bleed in Magic podcast. Talk soon. Talk soon, Combo. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.